Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Brought to you by Mighty Taco. Mighty Taco would go great right about now. By Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. And by Dent Neurologic Institute. Developing solutions to neurological problems faced in our community. Good morning. Welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiuri, along with Frank Wolf and Francis Beck of Western New York Athletics. Roger Weiss is here, and we have special guests from the Kensington Lions All-Star Game, Mike Torello of uh, Williamsville East and Jim Moreno of West Seneca East, head coaches, Milk Dickerson, coordinator of the Kensington Lions All-Star Game, and that's what we are talking about this morning. Morning, guys. Morning, y'all. Oh, I live for that every Saturday morning. Thank you, Raj. Uh, news and notes. Anybody have anything? Raj, go ahead. Yeah, uh, got to start off on a sad note. Uh, after uh, the show last week, I left here and went to the Aunt Rosie's Open uh, softball tournament, and I was informed on the uh, passing of Mike Terlecki. What a loss that is for the softball community. He was... Uh, college and high school girls softball umpire. He was also a basketball referee and a uh, volleyball official as well. Uh, boy, just, you know, along with the passing of uh, John Tripp a few years back, uh, to me it's just a setback for uh, softball in western New York. Mike Terlecki was, he was also uh, one of the officers of the uh, Umpires Association. Anthony, I used to go to the games, and I would after the game I would go up to the umpire and call, ask them if they were going to trash the lineup sheets if I could have them just so I could get to learn some of the papers other than what uh, media coverage would give on them. And uh, I was waiting for him one day uh, at a game out in uh, Dunkirk, and, boy, this guy takes umpiring seriously. After the game, he has like a 10-, 15-minute session with his two co-umpires for that game. And, you know, now look in the top of the fourth, this happened, this is what should have happened, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to miss the times I used to ride with him on the golf court when I ever went to uh, uh, the Northtown uh, Center. And uh, just a sad loss. So sorry to hear. A couple other things I have. Uh, yeah. Anthony, if I said the name Robin Roberts, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Good morning, America. Yeah, I know you little youngsters here would come up with that one. Well, back in the 50s, there was a pitcher for the Philadelphia Phillies. His name was Robin Roberts. He's a Hall of Famer. Okay. And in uh, 1953, on a date in July, he's pitching a game, and in the top of the eighth inning with one out, the manager comes out and takes him out of the game. Why? Hmm. The manager took the pitcher out of the game in the eighth inning. He wouldn't let him finish the game. The previous 28 games he let him finish, 28 consecutive complete games. That was broken by that day. 
I don't think pitchers in this day and age would have 28 complete games in their life. I wonder what his pitch count was. Yeah, well, like you know, like Bob Lemon used to say, he was happy that he was pitching before they invented rotator cuffs. <laughs> so anyway, I just you know the tidbit, like the one I had a couple weeks ago about uh, Gil Hodges and right. Ralph Kiner. This thing just jumped out at 28 consecutive complete games. That's amazing. Okay, I think we know why uh, our friend Nate Gary is a. Uh, Kansas City uh, Royals fan. Why is that? Well, they had a thing a couple weeks ago on Parade Magazines about hot oh, dogs you found it. at the various ballparks, right? If you go down to Atlanta, how's this for a hot dog? Hot dog with pulled pork, creamy coleslaw, barbecued sauce, and pickles. <gasps> Why would you have a hot dog? Just put that other stuff on the roll. Oh. Or you could go to, um, oh, let's see. How about Arizona? Chili, nacho cheese sauce. Potato tots, sour cream, and green onion. Mm, yeah, I'd eat that. Uh, at uh, Pittsburgh, three hours, three four hours away. Anthony, let me guess. They have French fries on theirs. No, mac and cheese, cracker jacks, red or green jalapenos. I think I'll pass on that. Yeah, one. me too. But this is the one Kansas City. Boy, I got to check the schedule. If the red's there, I got to get down there for this. Okay. The Royal Blue Dog. Chopped bacon, chopped red onion, chunky blue cheese, and chives. You had me at bacon. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> like I say, half these things, why put the hot dog on? That's good without, you know, gee, they forgot the hot dog. So what? Wow. So I knew you were disappointed last week when I. Kept you in limbo for a week. I apologize. I hope I've atoned. That's amazing. In fact, I told my son about the one in Texas at the Rangers game. It's a two-foot-long hot dog. I'll take two. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, By the way, uh, Ken Ricker is uh, the new Dunkirk girls basketball coach, uh, former Jamestown girls basketball coach, so best of luck to uh, Ken Ricker. Uh, Do you guys have anything before I close this out? Go ahead, Frank. Yeah, um... St. Joe's uh, Bob Ivory run is, I believe, August 10th. Yeah, August 10th, 28th, St. Joe's, 6.30 You also PM. participate in that, right? You, you run I in will. that, though. Why not? Okay. Give it a shot. You want to? I'll drive. I don't, don't dare me because, uh, you know, I'll pre-register. You. you sit in the passenger seat. And I I'll dare you. I did do this one time a long time ago. I finished, obviously. Dead last. Um, <laughs> funny. Close to it. This is, uh, that's all I've got. <laughs> <laughs> well, how do you follow something like that? <laughs> Francis, do you have anything? Yes, I do. Um, Maryvale made a big announcement. Uh, they are officially welcoming Tim Klimzak as their new athletic director. Steve Griffin is going into semi-retirement. Uh, I think as a medical, I think he was getting tired. You know, I think he had a few injuries from football. So well, he's Steve's going a young into- guy. Okay. He's, he's going into semi-retirement. semi-retirement. Not compared okay. to Francis, he isn't. You know. <laughs> That's true. I've been Marco. retired for years. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and congrats to Kayla Bloss, Sacred Heart alum. She's selected to try out for the U.S. Women's National Field Hockey Team. Neat. Yeah, in, in December. And congratulations goes out to Lewiston Porter. They earned the New York State Public School of Distinction Award. It went out to only 30 schools in the entire state, and they got it by having 100% of their varsity teams earn uh, the Scholar Athlete Team Award. 
Wow, that's yeah. awesome. Smart kids up there. I like that. That means uh, I believe it means all uh, uh, athletes involved had uh, on a cumulative average of ninety or better. Is that how that it's works? either ninety or uh, yeah ninety? Yeah, that's outstanding. That's a hey, guys academics. That's what it's all about. Uh, back in the old day, it was either or. Right. You were one or the other. You're seldom if ever both. If you're looking for something to do this weekend, head up uh, to Hyde Park in Niagara Falls. Uh, the Vietnam Memorial, replica of the Vietnam Memorial, is on display next to the Veterans Memorial. Uh, so go, Roger has the shirt on. And uh, go out and check it out. I'm going this afternoon. Rog, you said you're going later on today. Yeah, I'm going after I go up to, uh, I got to go up to the end trip. Our buddy Nate's running that uh, little mini tourney up there today. So I'll stop there and then swing around right down Route 31, I guess. Uh this will be my sixth. Make sure you beep when you go by so I hear you. Okay. This will be my sixth Vietnam Wall, Anthony. Really? Uh, and, of course, the one most memorable, I can give you an exact date, uh, June 25th, nine, uh, 19, uh, 2009. <laughs> if you'll recall, two weeks earlier, I had a call in the show because I was uh, at Mercy Hospital. Yeah, you had your heart attack. So a week after I had my bypass surgery, and it was a quarter of a mile from... Uh, with parking lot to where the actual wall was. And it wasn't about me keeping up with Diana. It was about Diana keeping up with me. And I will never forget that. I've since been to one at, uh, they had one at Pembroke. I believe that's the most recent one. Before that, I was at the one out at Eden. Many years ago, Frank and Francis might recall, they had one at Mang Park. Uh, Then there was one at, uh, oh, by the cemeteries on Genesee and uh, Harlem Road there. That's where my parents are buried. Yeah, right just down the street at Tennessee. They had uh, the wall there one year. And I'm blanking someplace. Else. No, this okay. That's five. This would be my sixth one coming up. It's, it's uh, it, I know too I've many people pictures. personally from the Barra that uh, made the supreme sacrifice in Vietnam. So it really means a lot to me. Including former Buffalo Bill and the only NFL player uh, to be on Robert that. Robert Kelso. Yep. So uh, I'm looking forward to go out there and seeing that today. I've seen pictures on Facebook, and it looks like it's uh, pretty emotional for some it people will be, that are there. Especially you. You're an emotional guy. You will be moved. You know, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, thanks to Ken Hamilton for all he's done in uh, bringing that out to Hyde Park. All right, guys, we're talking about the Kensington Lions All-Star Game. It'll be the uh, on the 25th, 7 p.m. kickoff at Williamsville South High School. Get there early. Parking will be at a premium. Uh, so uh, you do want to do yourself a favor, get there early. Milt Dickerson, you've been coordinating this game for as long as I've known. I want to talk to, you know, and anybody that's even thrown a birthday party for your kids, you know how difficult it is to coordinate anything. Get people's schedules lined up, this and that. Uh, Roger, if you could swing the microphone over to uh, Milt. Milt, I want to ask you, uh, it, it has to be very challenging to put this thing together. Well, after you've done it for 43 years, it gets a little easier. Uh, the variables change in some regard, and the people certainly change, but it's, uh, uh, it, it's, it, it's trying at times, but it's, it's very rewarding at times. Well, the one good thing is, is it, it's set in stone that it's always going to be the last Wednesday of July, so everybody kind of knows roughly when it's going to be, so uh, you're able to, uh, you know, people know the timeline. How do you go about selecting the coaches that uh, are, we have two wonderful coaches in studio right now, how do you go about selecting the coaches for the uh, for this game? Dartboard. <laughs> That's a great way to do it. <laughs> no, it's, it, it's, it's a matter of of, of taking a look at coaches that 
that have had uh, great seasons and great careers, not only from a standpoint of players in Western New York, but uh, they've, they've got those bloodlines and they've been around the right people. And they also, which is extremely important, they get along with their peers. Um, it's very difficult, uh, and I've gone through that in some situations where I've tried to uh, make the choices and, and you really can't do that. What we do is, is to uh, pick a coach and then ask the coach if, if they're willing to or if they have any problems, and they'll come right out and say to you whether they have problems or not. And sometimes there are hard feelings between coaches, but for the most part, I think it's, it's a great fraternity. It's worked out well. We changed the format about maybe three years ago, and where now what we try to do, and sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't, is we we have two head coaches. One is the head coach for this year and the other is the heir apparent for next year. And then after that, we, we like to have the head coach bring his staff on board. And what that does, it gives him some continuity in his offense and what he's running. And... Uh, that that's worked out and we've also cut it down from two weeks to one week and that that's been helpful it's been helpful from the standpoint of recruiting coaches as well as players it certainly hasn't been helpful from the standpoint of what i have to do because everything now gets condensed compressed into a very short window so but it, it is what it is and we work through it and it's well-received throughout Western New York. I mean, this game, it, it, the stands are packed. People really enjoy it. And, you know, it's supposed to be the end of the previous season. You bring in the seniors. But, you know, for us guys, it's the beginning of uh, the upcoming season. And it's a chance to get around and start talking about, you know, what this team's going to do. How's this one going to look? And, and you sit around talking football all night. Yeah, you'll see. Like, uh, I know uh, Channel 2 does it. I don't know if the other stations will do it. But, uh I imagine Stu Boyer will be there or and or Heather Prusak and they will as the coaches come in they uh coach they don't even let them through to the stands until they get to have a brief interview so they already have file tapes on what's going to happen during the year and they'll play it throughout uh whatever well I imagine what August 15th or whatever the practice starts every night they'll probably have a different coach on the sports show right. asking about their team projected for the coming year and that all takes place in the night of the all-star game i would imagine uh uh you know it's you also you have to worry about the kids schedule kids have jobs or then you have ncaa uh rules you know some who might be going to division one uh the rules might be different from somebody that's playing in division three so you have that to deal with and uh uh, any changes in new york state as far as rules go in uh, eligibility for this game no, actually, the, the rules, we're no longer, when we first started out, we were sanctioned by the NC2A. We're no longer under that umbrella. We're actually sanctioned by the state, and when you go to the state, they kick you back to the section. So that's been a wonderful relationship going back to Chuck Funky and, of course, now with Ken. And so um, th there's really no issues there, um, not at all. Perfect. I right, was getting into talking to our coaches. Uh, we have, uh, as I said, we have Mike Torillo of Williamsville East and Jim Marino of uh, West Seneca East. Um, 
first of all, getting the practice schedule together. Is that difficult, again, as I mentioned, because of the kids' schedule, or do you guys just lay it out and whoever's going to make it is going to make it? Uh, I think it's it's tried to base around their their work schedules and things like that, so we pick evenings. You know, that way they, they know that they can do their work during the day or if they have classes or anything else they're going to do. Um, we try and set a date, and it's the same as for the coaches. It's difficult for the coaches to have kids and their work schedules during the day, and um, we set it out at night, and we send it, the letters out to the kids, and hopefully they're able to work for be able to be available for the whole week. Well, are you guys allowed to start hitting on day one, or do you take the approach? Or we start off in shorts and t-shirts, get a little acclimated first, you know, learn what we're going to do, and then maybe in a day or two we go to equipment. Yeah, what we try to do is uh, we try to ease into it a little bit. There's no real rule as far as, you know, going full go. And I, I think Coach would speak to this also. We're, we're really not going to go full go. These guys are all-stars. They, right. they know what they're doing. We don't need to uh, get in there and get after each other too much. We save that for that Wednesday night of the game. But, uh, you know, we'll ease into it the first couple of days and get them acclimated. Uh, we'll be in helmets and shoulder pads and shorts for the most part. Yeah, I mean, the temperature is going to be up there. You have to worry about hydration and, and uh, you know, the heat index and all that stuff. If it gets too hot, would you have to consider uh, canceling practice? I think if it if it gets too hot, and I've been with the game for a bunch of years, uh, you know, we'll just kind of throttle it down a little bit, maybe make the practice a little bit shorter, just helmets, or maybe make it a walkthrough. You know, well, there's always something that you can do. Because what do they look at, the heat index, if it's 95 or above, uh, that maybe uh, you scale it down? Yeah, if, if it's really, really hot, 95 or above, we'll go inside, do some chalk talk until it cools down. Because, again, we're at night. We don't start till 6 o'clock. Oh, beautiful. So, then, yeah, you know, by 7, fine. 7.30, the sun go, you know starts to go down, and, and uh, it cools off, so we'll – maybe head out for a little walkthrough after that. Do the like kids that. generally stay in shape or uh, you get in there and you notice that they're really wind- winded early? Yeah, uh, you know, I don't can't speak for coach, but I, the years I've done it, you get a little bit of a mixed bag. I think uh, you're going to get guys that show up that are in amazing shape, ready to go, and you're going to get guys that haven't really done much since football ended in October or November. So uh, some guys will take, the, take this week or so to, to really get moving, and other guys will uh, be ready to go. Raj? Just to set me straight so I don't go to the wrong place, is it safe to assume the practices will be at either West Seneca East or Will East? No. Will South. Will South. West Seneca East and Will South. Okay, so you're not coaching at your backyard. No. Or practicing at your backyard. We we chose to go to Williamsville South just for um, uh, the ease of the drive for the kids right down Main Street and well, of course, so they have the home field advantage. They get to practice where the game is for two weeks. You're, you're, you're already behind the eight ball, Marino. That's right, Milt. I want to practice know. there too, Milt. <laughs> Working the angles. I love it. You guys, you guys can go in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go at noon. We'll go at noon. Of course, Coach Mike, are you 1-0 on that field? Yes, I am. Uh, we had an exciting game there this year with uh, Coach Krasanski. You had to bring up the Will's East, Will South thing. It's just rubbing it into Will South's face right well, at Craig's the start. Craig's not here to pound me into oblivion. <laughs> <laughs> and Chris Glenn just had a birthday, so he's probably still happy from uh, celebrating. All right, guys, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about the game and uh, talk to our coaches, uh, talk about the roster. Uh, we're going to name some of the players who are going to be participating. Don't forget it is uh, on the 25th, 7 o'clock kickoff at Williamsville South. You're listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550.
We're back to listening to Inside High School Sports. Tony Caligiri along with Frank Wolf, Francis Beck, Western New York Athletics. Make sure you follow them on Twitter. Roger Weiss is here, and uh, we have in studio Milt Dickerson of the Kensington Lions All-Star Game, Mike Torello of uh, Williamsville East, and Jim Marino of West Seneca East. And this is what we're talking about is what, uh, the Kensington Lions All-Star Game. I, You know, it was difficult, guys, I got to admit. You know, Franks and Roger said, look, Tony, we got to talk football this week. and Because they know how much I hate talking about football. And uh, I find okay, you guys insist. So I'm being a team player, and I'm going for it. We had a twist your arm right? you did you really did and uh you know uh, but i'm doing it for you guys just so you know and it didn't take much you know coming off your uh, rehab and all that it didn't take we didn't have to twist nearly as hard as we normally would have right oh by the way uh, speaking of that i got good news from my doctor this week i've progressed along uh probably ahead of schedule uh, now i'm up to 10 pound curls <laughs> Hey, when you start out at one and you could barely do those, this is this not just is something. because you're going to do ten. Don't uh, try to do twenty right away because you think you've recovered. No, he said, you know, and he knows I'm being smart about it because I told him, say, I'm doing my curls every day. Uh, he's allowed me to increase my reps and uh, start working shoulders, chest, kind of get this thing back. I mean, you know, this is major surgery, as he said, and to come back from this, you know, hopefully I can get it. You know, my recovery time will be under a year rather than over a year like they originally thought. But I'm getting there. You know, the the pain is less. Uh, don't need medication anymore. You know, no more anti-inflammatory. Uh, the swelling seems to have uh, subsided in the wrists and the fingers. Still a little pain in there when I close my hand. Uh, but as hopefully as I keep on working out, uh, that pain will go away. Well, if it will make you feel any better... Collectively, the half dozen of us sitting here with you don't feel a thing, Anthony. I'm glad. <laughs> I took it for the team. Coaches, this is something that, as a coach, that I'm curious about, and that is bringing your terminology to kids that aren't used to it. And uh, I would imagine you guys probably go as vanilla as you possibly can. Talk a little bit about what goes into the type of offense, defense uh, that you're going to be running without giving anything away, obviously. Uh, it's funny you say that. I just saw um, Coach Fowler yesterday, and uh, my first question for him was, "Is uh, how much can you put in and uh, to get yourself prepared?" And uh, you know, one of the things he mentioned and is that you know he tried to do a little too much and a little too much too fast, and it was tough. Um, I feel very fortunate to have you know my son is one of the quarterbacks, so hopefully you know he'll be on the same page with me as well and be. But able I got to ask you, wait, one, one question. Will he listen to you? My son never listens to me. And I, I just, just tell the other coaches, Gary, you guys coach him. He's not going to listen to me. Does your son listen to you? I've been very fortunate to coach all three of them. And uh, one of the things that Coach Fowler said to me a long time ago, and I did the defense at Sweet Home for years, he said, let me take him. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was, it was probably the best thing that happened. And, uh, you know, we talked, and yes, but, uh, you know, J- John was the offense coordinator, and he called the offense, and I did the defense, and it worked out good. It worked out well. Okay, let's get back to uh, you know what you're going Excuse to do. Excuse me, Anthony. I want to bring something up as long as we're on that uh, subject, and maybe Milk can help us out here. Has there ever been a previous Lions Club All-Star game where both of the respective coaches will be coaching their sons in that game? That's cool. To my knowledge, there has not been. 
cool. This adds to it. We made history tonight. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, do you guys have you guys always had been able to coach your sons and and have them listen? Because most coaches I talk to, they say, "No, my kid doesn't listen to me. He's going to listen." I have to, you know, if uh, I want to convey something to my son, I go to Salman Joan and I say, "Look, it. This is what I want." And he'll take over and and teach it to Nikki. Has that been a case for you guys? Or yeah, I mean, I have a little different dynamic because I have two of them. So <laughs> with the, with the twins, but uh, you know, I, I, what Coach said is true. You know, with with the staff that we've had over at West Seneca East, a lot of times I'll defer, you know, to my to my assistant coaches and say, hey, let him know this because then it's not coming from dad; it's coming coming from another guy. And uh, they usually do get the point eventually. <laughs> Sometimes it takes a little a, a little uh, more than you want to, but it, eventually the, the point comes across. Do they pick your minds at home about football? Uh, I don't know about coach, but we talk football a lot. Yeah, it's uh, you know if, if they see something on TV or, or they, they question things all the time. But there, there's a lot of football talk going on. So yeah, we do. Because I've noticed, like I'll bring, the, I'll see something, and I was watching uh, something on drills, and especially with the offensive line, because that's where my son plays. So I said, Nick, come here, watch, watch how he's getting underneath, watch he's moving. Dad, I don't have time for this. <laughs> so and he walks away. That's frustrating as a coach and a dad. I think one of the big things that's helped my relationship with the boys is when we go home, when we talk football, they bring it up. I yes. don't. Once the practice and the game's over, we get in the car. We really don't talk about it unless they want to. And, uh, you know, it's always been something, you know, you want to be dad first. Right. And, you know, I don't want to – we never overstress it. Um, and I think that's why our relationship has stayed what it was. I think that's one of the best advices I was given is just don't say anything after the game. You know, if we lose a game, get in the car, and, and Nick will be upset that, that we lost. But I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to talk about how we played and wait for him to bring it up later on that night. And, and it goes tr- true right now this summer for baseball. Uh, you know, if he struck out, I don't say anything. When he brings it up, that's the time to talk to him. Uh, you, can't be, you can't be one of these parents that as soon as you get in the car, you start dissecting everything because at that point you're going to lose the kid as far as being interested in sports uh putting the practice together you also want it to be a lot of fun you know this is an all-star game we're not looking at uh winning the championship or anything so you have to incorporate uh fun and i remember raj was it dean santorio that brought out the watermelon and had watermelon relays i thought that was hysterical you know they were practicing at sweet home and uh, running relays with the watermelon. And then when they were done, they cut it up and ate it. And th- that was fantastic. It looked like the kids generally had a blast doing that. Is that the type of approach that you guys would have taken? Yeah, I think a, a little, a little bit of both. You know, there's there's some times that you got to be serious and get yeah, you got to put done. the work in. And sure. Then, you know, once that work's done and the kids are, are really you know doing what you ask them to do, then I think that as a reward is is great. And you know, we're looking to to do some stuff like that also. It's a lot of fun getting together with the guys that uh, you coach against and coach with, and just sit around because I know like whenever I get together with coaching friends, it's a blast sitting around talking football, mentioning stories. You crack up laughing, you bust chops. Yeah. It's got to be a blast for you guys. One of the things that that's been amazing to me over the years doing this game is how fast those the kids do come together over that week you know by the end of the week they're you know before the game they're hugging shaking hands exchanging numbers they're talking to each other and they, Not do, only they really exchange, do changing numbers how about those decals on decals, those helmets they love those helmets look like uh yeah. you know if you walk in there and had a few drinks you just might pass out i mean it's every geek. Let's hope you didn't have a few drinks. No, I'm talking about, no drinking I'm talking about spectators walking in before the game and 
Well, these hell, first time that just kind of blew me well, away. Well, colleges have been doing that forever. I mean, I can remember as a kid watching, uh, you know, the East-West Shrine game or stuff like that. And Well, you, know, you just gave away your age when you said East-West Shrine game, <laughs> Anthony. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but, yeah, they have fun. And, you know, you see, again, I've seen, you know, after the game, they're exchanging the cell phone numbers and, you know, who's on Twitter and whatnot and social media. Awesome. Uh, it is neat, considering they were rivals during the season. Maybe there was a hard-fought game. Maybe some bad feelings between the two, but that all comes together when they're, they're involved in the All Star game, yeah. and that's great to see. Mm-hmm. You know, you get to see the kid. I love seeing kids having fun, and it's one of the reasons why I coach. So to see that, it's it's got to be a uh, an awesome experience. Let's talk about some of the kids that you guys are going to be coaching. Uh, let's go start with uh, Coach Marino. Talk about some of your roster, some of the kids that are on there, uh, and a little bit about them. Sure. Uh, I'll start with like the O line, D line guys. Um, you know, we've got some really good kids coming out. We've got uh, Brad Claycomb from West Seneca West. We have Terrence Bass from Cheektowaga, uh, Sam Arrington from Cleve Hill, uh, Noah Terzullo from Jamestown. Um, a lot of guys up, up on that all Western New York, um, you know, roster, whether first team, second team. You so, mentioned uh, a couple guys, I believe, were Trent's Trophy finalists. Trent's Trophy finalists. So, uh, you know, we don't have a ton. And one of the hardest parts in this game, too, has always been linemen. Um, you know, a lot of times you are requesting from the coaches to nominate and they all want to nominate their quarterback and wide receiver and running back. So you don't, you know, I always stress, Hey, give me some linemen too. Um, Where's the beef? Right. So we're going to be, we're not going to have a ton of guys on the O and D line, but I think the guys that we have are real quality guys. So we're, we're looking forward to coaching them. Bearing in mind also coach. Now these are four 15 minute quarters. So you don't have anybody have to worry about not getting enough uh, playing time. And especially with the linemen, if you don't have the sufficient number. Well, don't worry, Roger. There are going to be parents complaining about playing time regardless. We've <laughs> already accepted No that. doubt, but still, uh, that's the one thing you notice at yeah. the end of the game. Uh, whichever ones are in shape, yeah. that could be a key factor, especially if it's a tight game in the fourth. Yeah. You you can see it in the kids' faces right about the middle of the second quarter. They're like, "Is it halftime yet?" <laughs> <laughs> no, guys, it, these are fifteen minute quarters. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's our our O line, D line skill guys. Uh, we we feel like we have some speed uh, with that Marino kid who's a track guy, the uh, Snell kid from Alden. Uh, we also have Sabalski from Alden uh, going to take the QB position for us. Uh, some big wide receivers with Jesse Broad from West Seneca West and the Snyder kid from JFK, uh, you know, all up in that six three six four range. So, uh, and then defensively, we we've I think looking at uh, our crew of linebackers, I think that's a real nasty crew of linebackers we have there with uh, Andreessen from um, Lancaster and his partner Damiani, Ooh-hoo-hoo. and then the uh, Khalil Horton kid from Lackawanna. Throw him in the mix. So, I think those three uh, running around uh, back there are going to give people. Some, What's this? The some Chicago fits. Bears defense, the '86 <laughs> Bears. Wow. And then uh, to hand the ball to, we have Andrew Hersey also from Lancaster and uh, Perillo from Iroquois, who's a, a very very good back. So, um, you know, that just kind of rounds rounds out our roster. And, uh, you know, we're just looking forward to getting to Wednesday and uh, getting going with these guys. Okay, let's go to uh, Coach Torillo and uh, hear about what you have. Uh, kind of what uh, Coach Marino was saying, believe it or not, our, our line uh, is really exciting to us. Um, we got some big boys, real big as far as uh, size-wise. we got a couple guys that are, you know, 6'6", 320, and, uh, you know, wow. Six three three zero five are you know the front line across with the the, the two big guys from Canisius uh, McGinnis, the Hogs and, and Carell. Uh, we got um, 
Kyle Schrader from Starpoint, who's uh, actually going on to Buff State. I know uh, <laughs> Francis over there would like to hear that. Uh, you know, Matt Lang, Sal Gioli from uh, Roy Hart, another big boy, Henry Palermo. Uh, and then uh, the quickness and, you know, finesse of Yanni Halos, Cameron DeBill, and Andy Gradolf. Uh We feel real comfortable up front with that. And uh, as far as the D-line, uh, we got, again, so, some good size and some real good quickness. Um, we're counting on Brian Lezinski, uh, Will McGinnis to take care of the middle, and Owen Nadrowski, and then my Sean Dudley from uh, O'Hara and Cameron Hill. Defensive ends, we've got a lot of speed. Uh, some of you have probably heard of Rodney Bailey from Hutch Tech. Mm-hmm. Uh, real disruptive player, and uh, I think he was one of the first team All-State. Or, um, But we're real excited with him, Frank De Palma, and uh, one of the Rollins brothers, Shikon Rollins from Niagara Falls, to kind of round that out. So really excited about the uh, size and quickness that we'll have in the, the, the line front. And then the linebackers, we got a pair of guys from Winslow North, Cam Walter and Vinny Catanzaro, who uh, we're excited about. Um, Joel Richards will work inside from Bennett. Eric Rainey, Jacob Rieger, uh, Dylan Normandine from North Tonawanda, Austin Watkins from Burgard, and also Cody Fouts from Lewis and Porter. Um, defensively, uh, quarterback in the defense will be uh, from Williams Lease, Joe Shiflett, and I'm sure you've heard of that name. Sure. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's also a nice little setup there because, uh, you know, he'll know a little bit of what we're thinking, and, uh, you know, he'll be at safety along with Zach Brown from Newfane, um, another Buff State guy, Sam Mazzara, David Morgan from Niagara Falls, uh, Nick Huber from Williamsville South, and Mason Lewis from Medina. Um, a lot of speed back there. I don't know how we're going to be able to handle the six foot three guys. We're not as tall, but I'll give Coach a little bit of a scouting report there. Jump ball, jump ball. <laughs> Anthony, they have nine guys on uh, the linemen that are 265 or better, and about five of them are over 300. Roger's going to take them to a buffet. Yeah, it's a very uh, – Yeah, but they're buying. I'll just drive, I'll just drive them there. <laughs> Frank and I agree, and Francis are going to tag along. <laughs> very big group. Um, uh, and then uh, quarterback in the offense, uh, I mentioned my son Joseph is going to be one of the quarterbacks along with Anthony Maple. Um, Tony from, Maple. From Burgard, yep. yeah. And, uh, <laughs> we're excited about the little – I was wondering when you were going to do that. You mentioned Burgard earlier, and you sat there. Yeah. <laughs> I had to wait for Maple. Um, at the running back position, we've got uh, Tommy Rivera from Sweet Home, Xavier Barber from Lockport, uh, Tom Cesare from Grand Island, and also Jacob Sorrow, who I think broke many records at Akron in his days there. So we're real excited about uh, you know the guys that are going to be carrying the, carrying the ball for us. And then the wide receiver spot. We feel we have pretty good speed. Um, we have Savion Rollins, uh, obviously I mentioned his brothers earlier from Niagara Falls, Nazir Benton, uh, Jacob Palmet from Kenmore West, uh, and a player that uh, I thought was outstanding, and he's also another Buff State guy, Francis, is uh, Zane Johnson from Grand Island. Yep. Uh, just made incredible plays in our game against him. I'm excited to have him with us. And then Brandon Barksdale from Bennett and Alec Miller from Williamsville South rounds on our whole crew. So uh, we're um, very excited, and you know I'm sure coaches and 
I like the uh, contrast in, in, in the matchups where you can have size and speed and against height. And oh, this makes it really interesting. All right, guys, let's take a break. Don't forget, Sports Talk Saturday follows us right after this at 11 o'clock. Make sure you keep it locked right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Oh, great bumpers. Great job, Derek. Derek Kramer on the wheels of steel. Don't forget, Sports Talk Saturday follows us at 11 o'clock. We're talking about the Kensington Lions All-Star Game. And the one thing we neglected to bring up is the fact that, uh, Milt, this game is played for charity. Can you talk us, uh, tell us a little bit about that? Yes, all the money that are raised from the game uh, and down through the years, it's been a significant amount. Um, the money goes into our charity account. And from there, um, we dole out anywhere between twenty-five dollars and $30,000 a year into Western New York, and you name it, uh, the agencies that, that we're all familiar with participate. We, we did partner about 11 years ago with Kids Escaping Drugs, and since then we've given Kids Escaping Drugs over $160,000, and we wow. give them $10,000 a year. So Outstanding. That's, that's what it's all about. And every year, the money that we raise at the end of the year, it's basically all gone, and we start again. All the more reason for you guys to get out there and come check out well, this game. While we're on that, is there an admission so people out there know to – uh, is there admission price to get in? Yes. This year, the admission price is $10 a ticket. Okay. Which Beautiful. is the same that's out at the uh, at the playoffs. So uh, we figured it's, it's been like 9 or 11 years since we last raised our ticket prices. So Very affordable for uh, families. And it's going to charity, too. Outstanding. Uh, Rod, you had questions about the rules, didn't you? Yeah, I just want to... The coaches just touch on, uh, for example, like, uh, you know, you can't do any of these crazy defenses or not. It's pretty, you know, I don't know if vanilla is the correct word for defense and all that. But uh, Less what, aggressive. what your restrictions are and uh, they're waived, what, inside and the goal-to-goal situation. Just touch on that briefly because you might have some fan out there that says, well, why aren't they blitzing or why aren't they doing this? Why aren't they doing that? You know, just touch on that briefly. Um, they, they've regulated a little bit, but, you know, all in all, it's football, and we want to, you know, in the short preparation time, it's tough when you if you allow blitzes to come from all different angles. And, you know, offensive linemen who uh, have not worked together in the past and know each other. So um, one of the, the biggest ones that you hit on was the blitz rule. Um, in short yard, a situation, an inside linebacker can blitz, but he can only blitz between the guard and center gaps. You can't go from the outside. You can't come off the edge. So it's A gap, B gap, C gap. Uh, pretty much A gap, B gap. Oh, A B. Okay, yeah. A B. And it's uh, it can only be an inside line, one inside linebacker, and it has to be uh, in a short yardage situation. Okay, be careful when you say uh, inside linebacker because, well, no, the uh, is it still a, supposed allegedly a five-two defense? Oh, they've they've yeah. stopped that now. Oh, 4-4. Four, four. Okay, so that's been a change. Years ago, it was a 5-2 defense, but it was basically, yes, it was a 5-2, but it was 
for all practical purposes, a 3-4 where the defensive ends were actually outside linebackers who just lined up on the... Well, uh, that was my 6-2 defense last uh, year. Okay, mm-hmm. so they've amended that now, so it's 4-4. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think with um, you know the change in the, the style of football that everybody plays, the spread offenses and the empty empty sets with no backs, it's nearly impossible to play a five-man front and still cover everybody. So... Um, you know, a credit to Milton and his staff. They, you know, they talk to a lot of people and they try to make the game, you know, as exciting as they can and uh, and up with the times. Yeah, you have to think excitement. You also have to think safety, uh, player safety as well. And like you said, if the offensive linemen are working, haven't worked together, you know, sometimes picking up blitzes can be tricky, especially if they are. Uh, um, or um, you know, mass blitzes where you know they're stunting or they're they're crossing over and you don't know where it's coming from, so you have to be careful. Uh, I think you know you're looking at the four four. That's pretty safe to play. You know, uh, you can still keep everything in front of you and and be honest. Is there any restrictions to the offense? Uh, so offensively, uh, the, the the coaches have to exchange the six formations that we're going to run for the game, so that the defenses can prepare. Oh, that um, I didn't know. Yeah, so we, we exchanged those uh, about a week ago, and uh, once they get approved, then we're all set to run them, just so they kind of have because there's really obviously no scouting, right? Uh, so they ha- at least have a heads up what they ne- what they need to line up to for the game, uh, and then uh, during gameplay. You can only use your your heavy like short yarded set again in that same situation where they can blitz. So third and short inside the five for goal line situations, you can come in with a three back set or, or your, whatever you call your heavy set. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, the offensively, that's that's the only restrictions. How about spending time on special teams? I mean, you know, how much actually would you dedicate that at practice? I mean, kickers they've got to get their action in there too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, as far as we go, we start practice every day with, with a special just to try to show the kids the importance of it but uh one of the great things with uh with this game is that everybody's an all-star so uh, when you when you install kickoff or kick return it 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 goes real quick (laughs) because the kids are they're all really good athletes and they all have a pretty much uh, a real good football iq so you know you tell them hey here's what we're going to do and boom 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 it gets done and you move on so are you allowed to throw any tricks in on uh on special teams like maybe a a reverse on a kick return or something like that no comment Okay. <laughs> I tried, folks. I'm trying. <laughs> so then everything else is uh, basically the same, and uh, this is going to be exciting. It really is, and I, you know, I'm sure you guys are excited as coaches. And Milt, uh, you're like uh, another year. <laughs> so go ahead, Frank. I, I just got to coach. You're going to have Canisius and Joe's kids on your team. You're going to have Lancaster and Orchard Park kids on your team, Coach uh, Marino. Is there a lot call of, security? Is there a lot of I can't say that. Like Back that. and forth. Yeah, is there a lot of banter going on? Oh, no, I'm sure the ribbing has to be how, tremendous. How, how does that go down? Because I mean, St. Joe's will never refer to them as Canisius. Um, you know, there's always a lot of uh, banter back and forth. I just got to. What's it like in the locker room between those guys? With the Canisius and Joe's guys exchange decals. Let's put it. <laughs> get down to the nitty gritty. I was just going to say the same thing, and uh, you know, we talk about the kids changing the helmet decals and stickers and things like that. It's kind of interesting to see who. Uh, wants which sticker and uh, what it is and sometimes it's like a medal to see how many stickers you can get on your helmet and the kids love that of course and, the uh, bulldogs have the best one in the league i'm just my opinion i'm just throwing that out there. bulldogs <laughs> hamburg bulldogs <laughs> hamburg or uh, ken east <laughs> go ahead i'm sorry <laughs> So I I think uh, that's something I know years and years ago when I played in this game I still have friends that I 
keep in contact with that I met at this game. And uh, I think it's a neat thing for these kids. Um, if they have parties during the week, graduation parties, I can still remember being invited to Moose Johnson's graduation party, and I wow. met him three days before it. So it's kind Ooh, of a neat story. Hey, yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. Yeah. Giving away your age, coach. Oh, <laughs> uh, like I said, it was, you know, it's kind of a neat thing and you know, something I'll always remember. I spent I spent a half an hour on the phone last night with Moose's mom. Um Lewport is taking a big ad this year, but uh we talked about a lot of things from, from the old days. It's a lot. I mean, you know, people talk about this for years and years. Hey, remember that game? And like you guys said, the kids, you know, will have memories to last a lifetime. Even when they go into college, they're going to, uh, you know, be talking about the year that they played in the Kensington Lions All Star Game. Well, you want a real trip? Buy a program out there and go yeah. through that and look at the players over the years that have played in that game. That. Going paying ten dollars just for the right to buy a program, it's worth the price of admission. Believe me when I tell you. Absolutely. Well, guys, thank you so much, Derek Kramer. Thank you for producing. Mill, thank you so much for coming in this morning, uh, Coach Jim, and uh, and, and uh, you know, thank you guys, and Coach Mike. Thank you guys so much. Best of luck to you guys. Hopefully, all the kids are healthy. It's a great game, great turnout, and a lot of fun. We'll talk to you next week with more inside high school sports. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.